Welcome in to another episode of Hoopstradamus. I'm Adam Schalf, we're joined by Hamia Rain, and we're getting into some season previews. Hard to believe that the NBA is, what, like 10 days away? When's it start? The 22nd? Yeah, a little bit 10 days away. It's about 10 days and some change, right? It's 10 days and a couple hours. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. I can't wait to watch the Lakers and Clippers again on opening night, and of course, my two favorite teams coming to this season, the Nets and the Warriors. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, and we'll be able to uh, talk a little Warriors today. We're going to be talking about the Southeast, and we're going to be talking about uh, the Pacific divisions. And uh, so let's let's get right to it with the Southeast, uh, the defending champion Miami Heat, of course, uh, kind of headlining that. Uh, how do you want to do this? want to start at the bottom and work our way up to the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start. Let's start with five, and then we'll go up to one. So, you know, I, this is tough. So, you know, we have Atlanta, who's supposed to be pretty good this year. You know, they should be pretty good. Uh, and then we also have uh, Orlando, and I've got Charlotte in the mix there too. Yeah. Am I missing anyone? The Orlando, there's Miami, there's and, uh, Charlotte, Washington. the Wizards. That's right, the yeah. Wizards. Uh, okay, okay. I can see the Wizards. Okay, I'm gonna start with. This. I'm gonna start with three because I can <laughs> see the Wizards being third. Okay. So I'm gonna put, I'm gonna pencil in the Wizards for three, uh, and the Hornets four. That's actually what my three and four as well. Be- beautiful, beautiful. So yeah. five. Off to a strange mean, start here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that means five would it wouldn't be the Hawks. It wouldn't be the Heat. It would yes. be the other team that we forgot. So okay. So we literally have the same uh, one through five. Right. Heat, right. Hawks, yeah. Wizards, Hornets, Magic. <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah. off to, we're no, off to I mean, a place of start here. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Thank you for watching. <laughs> all right, moving out of the Pacific now. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's go to number five, uh, the Orlando Magic. So uh, I, I looked at the Vegas odds here, and they have the fourth best odds uh, according to DraftKings, which is interesting because we both have them as the fifth best team uh, instead of the fourth best team. They're uh, plus 6,000. The Hornets are a plus 8,000. Why do you have the Magic last in the division? Well, they're going to be missing Isaac again this year, and he's really like the only spark from that team aside from Vucevic. And, you know, Marco Fultz is pretty good for that team. But, yeah, I mean, losing Isaac is it's a tremendous loss for that team. And I, I, I don't expect them to really – I don't – they play well, but I don't think, you know, they're going to be back in, you know, that play-in tournament thing uh, this year. Um, because just because, you know, they just – they're just a little flat, I guess. They're going to be a little flat this year. Oh, and you know, um, Isaac is a, he's a really good defensive player. He's one of the finest young players in the league. Yeah. Super important piece for them. I don't know. Are, are they doing a play-in? Hopefully not. Hopefully it's a little more normal this year. I think they are. I think I think they are doing another – like that's like a permanent thing now. Okay, interesting. Time. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I have similar thoughts. Jonathan Isaac, it's a shame because he's one of the most promising young uh, defensive superstars, I'd call him, in the league. Uh, somebody who definitely could be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year if he was healthy. Uh, you know, 1.6 steals per game, 2.3 blocks per game. I honestly see a little bit of a young Kevin Garnett there uh, defensively just because he's so lengthy, he's so athletic, he's also kind of thin. But covers a lot of ground, and Kevin Garnett started as a small forward and then worked his way up to a power forward, much like Jonathan Isaac. Um, I really hope that he is able to heal up 
because apart from that, I just see a lot of question marks on that team. And it's, it's not that I don't like them, but uh, some other teams got better. But, you know, I'm still kind of waiting to see it from Aaron Gordon. Uh, just 14 points per game last year. I think he's a better player than that, frankly. Uh, Evan Fournier is a really nice shooter. I like him on the outside. Um, 18 and a half points per game last night or last year, about 40% from three. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, as you mentioned, and he's just a solid like 20 and 10, 20 and 11 kind of machine, really good passing center. Uh, but apart from those three guys, I don't know. You know, Terrence Ross is streaky. Markel Fultz is, he's really kind of turned it around. Uh, still not a great shooter. He shot uh, 27% from three last year. Uh, obviously not great, but that's a guy who is kind of discarded by the 76ers, and it's hard to even fathom that that guy was number one overall pick uh, when you kind of look at the context of his career so far. And then you throw in a guy like Cole Anthony, who's a really interesting rookie, but I don't think he's necessarily a sure thing, and I don't think he's going to be in the rookie of the year conversation. And frankly, that's kind of what it would take, I think, for the Magic to uh, really be that much better. Um, so wh when you lose Jonathan Isaac, I feel like you kind of take a small step back and the Wizards and Hornets both got a little bit better. And so it's not like a huge knock on the magic. It's just uh, the fact of the matter is the rest of the division got a little bit better. The Eastern Conference in general is going to get a little better. That's Yeah, uh, that's very true. Especially in the last, like, since, since you know, the year Kawhi went to the Raptors, it was like that season onwards. Seems like it started getting, like, a little bit better uh, ever since. Yeah, uh, Orlando, I it, it's a shame because, you know, we were actually talking a little bit before the show that that's a team, that's a franchise that needs a spark because, you know, like you mentioned Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Like, yeah, I, I agree. He, he, I think he should be a little bit better than that. But, you know, again, uh, I'm, not, I'm not an NBA player. I'm just here. Just, I'm just some guy from my car talking shit. But, you know, a, a, a guy who should have won the slam dunk contest, honestly. Uh, and, He's kind of got snubbed from two. Or, or not snubbed, but uh, right. he, he's had some yeah. tough breaks. <laughs> I mean, that, that one, in, like the one against Levine, I mean, that's a great dunk contest. That's an all-time contest. But he had way better dunks than, no offense to Zach Levine. I love Zach Levine. He's a great dunker. Uh, good in-game dunker, too. Uh, way better in-game dunker than Aaron Gordon is. But Aaron Gordon in that dunk contest was absolutely it – was, it was actually laughable. It was comical how, how good some of these dunks were. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I – you know, it, it's, it's a bummer for, the, for that franchise. Now, I, I just think they'll just have a down year and maybe they can come back next season, you know. They, they, who, who knows? Maybe they'll end up being like the new Indiana Pacers, you know. Like be, they'll be like a middling kind of – middling and below – kind of playoff team like they were in the last two seasons. What's the deal with Mo Bamba too? He is uh, at least hurt right now. And, you know, he's been kind of a disappointment. He has got some uh, chances last year. And, uh, you know, the reports I'm seeing is that the Magic are still committed to him. Uh, they have an option whether or not to pick up his fourth year. Uh and that deadline's going to be December 21st. And so we're going to find out pretty soon. Uh, but they say that they are committed to making it work. He's only 22, but, you know, his 2019-2020 stats are nothing uh, outstanding. 5.4 points per game, 4.9 
rebounds per game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up his per 36 minutes because I am interested to see uh, what those would look like. I know he's not a guy who gets a ton of minutes. I mean, he, he he's athletic. He He's a guy one of the Bulls to go after in the draft. He's a decent shooter for a big man. Uh, shot 35% from three last year. And so going into his per 36 minutes from last season, uh, 13.6 points per game, 12.4 rebounds, uh, 3.5 blocks. And so that, that hints that he could turn into a serviceable player, but he's not the star that maybe some Orlando Magic fans thought that they were getting. Uh, I can't remember what the rap. Yeah, the Bulls fans too. The Bulls fans wanted him. Yeah, and, and there's that song about him. Uh, it's a horrible song. <laughs> I don't know what That's they're the saying. That guy's legacy right now is, is that song. Yeah. You know, like people, people seem to love the song, I guess. And how does it go? Exactly how it goes. I'm pretty sure that's how it I'm balling like my brother Mo. And that's the only part you can understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, uh, I, 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 did you? I don't know if you heard the background of that story, but basically, he was just. I think Mo Bamba wanted him to make a song. About him. Well, I guess because they went to the same, they went to the same high school or something like that. Okay, okay, so they're friends or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You moving, know. On, <laughs> moving on to a less boring, slightly less boring franchise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to move up to the <laughs> Hornets now. The very interesting Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's funny. We, we were talking about this. I don't remember if it was on the show or off the show or what. Uh, maybe both. Probably both. But we're talking about that Gordon Hayward signing, you know, which is such an interesting move for that franchise uh, because they gave him a lot of monies, a lot of monies. You talk about one of the greatest finessers of all time. That's Gordon Hayward for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, the dude's good when he's healthy, but, like, he's not super healthy ever. Is and... Gordon Hayward the new Chandler Parsons? Oh, that's that's too far. <laughs> Parsons was really good, but he got hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah Parsons... and, and he, was never, he was never as good as Gordon Hayward. That's true, yeah. Gordon Hayward, isn't, he's an all-star, right? He was an all-star, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think he made it the one year with Utah, uh, pulling up his, his stuff Maybe now, yeah. And so I, I remember him, uh, <laughs> fun, fun story about Gordon Hayward. So my dad was in a March Madness uh, pool and Gordon Hayward, he had, he had Butler the year that Butler went to the championship in the final four, not in the championship, but he had them further than anyone else in the bracket. And so a lot of people had them out early. My dad was all in on Butler. And even though he had Duke winning, if Gordon Hayward made that shot, he wins the pool. That would have been amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wait, he didn't have them for the championship, but he had them the farthest. Exactly. And so, you know, how that shit just gets so wacky. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, if he makes that shot, Bill wins a few hundred bones. But, alas. I remember, I remember watching that show. That was, that was one of those moments where it felt like the earth just stopped. You know, yeah. like that, when that shot went up. Because he was he, – I remember he, went, he had a really good final, like, two minutes of that game. I mean, he's just too, unreal. That other guy with the mustache. They had another guy there too. He was he was like a big, he was like a power forward center, had like oh, a mustache, another white guy. Might have been Howard, Matt Howard. Yeah, it was Howard. Yeah, Matt I think Howard he actually passed like away, unfortunately, too. Well, that's that's too bad. I wow, that's horrible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the guy. Uh, Brad Stevens took some time off uh, a couple years ago. He just super sad. 
Um, but yeah, Gordon Hayward had his all-star year 2016-17. Then Boston gives him all this money. And, you know, he played five minutes for the Celtics, got a point or got, got a bucket, you know, got his two points. And then, frankly, it has not ever been the same since. He had the best year since the injury last season with Boston. Uh, he, he, was, he was 29 for most of that year. He is uh, 30 right now. And so it, it's going to be interesting. This guy's like kind of old for getting um, – I think he's like on a four-year deal. I'll, I'll pull up those numbers. Yeah, I was going to ask that. It's a four or five years because if it's – I mean, even then, it's, it's, it's not a great look. But I, honestly, it, like it could be worse. Yeah, and, and like we said before, it makes sense now. You know, yeah, so it's it's uh, one, two, three, four years, yeah. So the Hornets don't have the luxury of, let's say, being a team like the Toronto Raptors, who might just Dude, be – just get Giannis, bro. Just get Giannis. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the, the Hornets, they're in a let's make the playoffs mode, not a, win a let's win a championship mode. And so they have to pay more, I think, than a team that's a piece away from being a legitimate contender. Like the easy look here is, uh, you know, Montrez Harrell signing with the Lakers. He probably got, could have gotten more money somewhere else. Uh, but, I mean, why wouldn't you want to try to go win a championship, right? But they're, playing a, they're paying a premium, and it's, it's kind of a risk, but it does put them at least above the magic in our eyes. And – the, the dude can still play. He had, he had 17 points per game last year, uh, shot 39% from three. Uh, still a, a bit of an injury risk, but, I mean, shoot, he's he's the best player on that team, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably say so. I mean, like, well, yeah, he definitely is because he, so he has so much experience in the NBA. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, you can also argue a guy like maybe Devontae Graham, but again, you know, Gordon Hayward, I think he's better than that. He's better than Devontae Graham. Or, you know, he said he's also had a better career. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, obviously it's not like, you know, we're not saying it's like a great move or a horrible move or anything. A lot of people really gave him shit, but I will say this that Charlotte Hornets team, that team will, they will fight. That team will fight till the end. That's a hardworking team there. Yeah. And I actually thought that Westbrook would be a great fit for that team. But uh, they got LaMelo. And they figured like we're just gonna put our our, our chips into Lamelo, and I, I think I think Lamelo's in a, he's in a solid situation there because that's a team that works hard. And they, I think I think their coach, I mean the, the jury's still out on him, James Borrego. The jury's out on him still because you know he hasn't really had a great team around him. I don't know if he was the coach when uh, Kemba was in his last playoff run with the Hornets, where they, maybe they lost in the first round. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it could have been Clifford. Yeah, it's all. It but yeah, all, I don't know. Like. And yeah, frankly, really, they're not a team. They're not a team we play no super close attention yeah. to. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah. No one really pays attention to them. But I do remember last season. You know, people going into the season last season, 2019, 2020, everyone was shitting on Charlotte. You know that because they, you know, they look at the roster construction, and you're like, oh, they have a bunch of young guys. They're tanking hard. They're going to be like the Sixers. You know, they're going to be bad, worse than the Sixers. The Hornets played really well all season. I mean, all things considered. Devontae Graham, I don't know why the hell he wasn't in the, you know, the finalists for the MIP thing, but who gives a, who gives a fuck about those awards, honestly? But, uh, yeah, like, the, 
it, it would have been nice if he got, I guess, I guess, got some recognition. So I guess I shouldn't say who gives a fuck. But at the same time, like, I, I hate the whole, like, how the awards thing has gone. Because they do, his, they try to make uh, this will be his third year's, year as head coach, by the way. Okay, okay. So I'm not sure if they made, because I think they made the playoffs 2017 or 18, and they might have gotten swept. But, uh, yeah, like, they, they, they'd lost, and I, I don't know. The jury's still on him, I guess. And, but he does, you know, it's a young team that works hard, and it's like, you can't say, you don't say that for a lot of other young, like, some other young teams, of course, everyone wants to win. But, like, the Hornets, they seem to have, like, decent personnel. 2015 16 was the last year they okay, made it. So that was the last, okay, so that was a yeah. while ago. So they probably had Clippers then. They haven't been good for a long time, frankly. I mean, like, they, they were okay last year. They were, like, decent. Last you know, year was like their first season of being like twenty three. Okay yeah, uh, twenty three and forty two. So I mean, it was like they they weren't they weren't good, you know. But they weren't awful either. I don't know. I mean, they were closer to awful than good. Let's let's put it that way. Um, but I, I do think that they have some interesting pieces, and so I don't hate them. Uh, you know. 23 and 42 is enough to be the ninth ranked team in the East last year. That says Isn't a lot about the East. It, it is. And the, the, the wizards were hot on their trail, uh, 25 and 47. And so yeah, the wizards went down, they just went down too far. Yeah. You know, Only a game and a half separated them, but a guy I really like on that team is PJ Washington. who's just a pretty good all around player. He can play, uh, either forward position seems to have a super high IQ. Uh, I want to see him take a, a step forward as a rebounder this year, but this guy's shooting 37% from three, you know, 12.2 points per game. And I think that having Gordon Hayward is a mentor could potentially uh, playing alongside him. Yeah. 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 Help him develop. Uh, but like you said, it's a super young team. I like Devonte Graham. I like Gordon Hayward. I like PJ Washington. Uh, I don't think LaMelo ball is going to be a very good scorer. I don't think he's going to be a very good defender. I could see him being a bust, at least consi- uh, considering the fact that a lot of people consider him the best player in the draft. I don't give a fuck what you did in Australia, man, or like Venezuela or Turkmenistan or the Dominican Republic or Lithuania or wherever you've played. Like, I would be more impressed. What, what would you have done in the Pac-12? Like, what would you have done in the Big East? So I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't care that he played professionally in Australia. And frankly, he had bad shooting numbers and turned the ball over and was a bad defender. So why am I supposed to say, like, I I don't get it. I don't get why people, I think people are sold on the name. And, And don't get me wrong. He's made some spectacular passes. He looks great in the highlights, but it's not just about highlights. Uh, I have to see it. And I guess I just haven't seen it because I haven't really gotten to see him in much full games. But LaMelo is not enough for me to go into my season predictions and say, oh, that this guy's going to buoy the team into uh, playoff contention. I just don't see that happening. Well, I, fortunately for you, you will continue not to focus on the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Because the little ball is there. <laughs> this might be one of the last times we talk about him all year. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm still with you on PJ Washington. I'm I'm very well aware of all his contributions. I had him in fantasy basketball last season, so great pickup that I you know I I, got, I guess I got lucky with him because I picked him up and he had I saw they had one good game and I was I gotta pick him up you know, and I just kept him the whole season. He's great three and D, great three and D guy, and 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to, I, I guess I'm looking forward to, I guess, some of the individual progress that the Hornets would make this year. Similar to Orlando, right? You know, you want to see how Fultz is doing, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can move on to the number three. Yeah, number three, uh, we both have the Washington Wizards. And this is a team that can sneak into the playoff mix for me. Uh, I, they quietly got – I was going to say, this is one of those teams that really could surprise everyone. Yeah, they got a lot better. Yeah, like they can, they can, they actually have potential to, you know, be fighting with the Heat, you know, for some games. I mean, you kind of look at that starting five. Russell Westbrook actually fits, and this is a guy who's already worked with Scotty Brooks and it went well. And so you're you're giving uh, Scott Brooks his, his point guard from Oklahoma City back. Uh, Westbrook is obnoxious as they come, frankly. Uh, you know, I saw the video on Bradley Beal's Instagram when it's like Westbrook's like first day in the facility and the whole locker room's like shoe boxes. Uh, he's very flashy, uh, kind of annoying. Sometimes seems like a jerk, but the dude's a kind of a walking triple double and you're going to have so much shooting around him, which is really a perfect fit for his style of play. And uh, honestly, I think <laughs> people are saying that that John Wall and Russell Westbrook trade was a lose-lose. I don't Watch, agree yeah. at all. It's a win-win. Both teams needed a new start. Russell yeah, Westbrook, think- like, fits there, in my opinion. And, like, the guy didn't have a bad year last year. He, he was an all-star. You know, he had 27 points per game, seven rebounds, and eight assists. Like, he, he shot his normal, you know. Well, he, he actually had a horrible shooting year, uh, 26% from three. Uh, but, you know, you have other guys who can shoot the basketball, which makes that okay. And so where I think that he becomes a good fit in that roster is you have Bradley Beals as a sniper. Uh, Denny Avija, I think, is going to be very interesting because you add somebody who's still got to work on his shot, but a very good kind of positionless forward. Rui Hashimura, I'm all in on. I think he's going to be very good. I also really like Davis Bertans. And uh, Thomas Bryant is actually, like, one of the more underrated players in the league, if you ask me. And I think he's somebody who could sneak into the most improved uh, conversation if people don't already realize that the dude can ball. Pretty good two-way center. Yeah, uh, you talked about, like, that other – the move, that the the move, right? The Rockets-Wizards trade. Yeah. Those are two stars who really could have used a change of scenery. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm, it's going to work out. I think it's going to work out well for the Rockets, too, and for Westbrook, especially. And, you know, Beal will, I think he will benefit from a guy like Westbrook as well, because Westbrook does defer a lot. Uh, but Westbrook, he, he his kind of like way of playing with stars, I don't know. I mean, this is just what I'm observing. But the way he plays with stars, it's like my turn, your turn, yeah. my turn, your turn. And, this will, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, he would have a lot of moments where, you know, him and Durant were working together. But it seems like Beal and Westbrook is, like, a way better fit because Beal can actually play off ball. He's like, you know, you can you can argue he's kind of an anti-Harden in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a better fit for both parties. And uh, John Wall looked pretty good against the Bulls last night. So Yeah, like, even if you, even if you forget the fact that, like, it's the Bulls, you know, the competition, he looked really fast. And he was just on point. I mean, like, it's actually amazing because, you know, when you talk about people who've missed so much time, you know, a lot, a lot of self-reflections got to go into that, you know, like you know, I'm sure Clay Thompson's already gone through it and he's got to go through, you know, something like that again. And 
you know, I, I think it's just like those guys are just, they're just dying to get back out again. They're just dying to run, really. Yeah. I think people forgot how good John Wall was. Yeah, seriously, because he really looked like the best point guard in the East for at least three or four years, you know? Best body control in the league. I mean, yeah, some of the uh, – Yeah, one of the fastest, too. He's like the fastest guy in the league. Won a, won a dunk contest, too, didn't he? Oh, I think so. That that I don't know if I count that one. I, I mean, it wasn't that. like some – it like wasn't against Aaron Gordon or anything, but, like, <laughs> the dude's an athlete. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, you know, I, I have no doubt that that guy, like, in the practice gym – you know, he'll throw it on some pretty great dunks. Uh, but that dunk contest, I think that was a 2014 dunk contest where it was, like, teamed. It was, like, teams. Like oh, team geez. They were messing with it one of those years. There's, yeah, every yeah, once in a while they totally fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a bummer. And, like, you know, the, the second, you know, second we see, like, two good dunks back-to-back, you know, this, you know, maybe next next dunk contest, people are, the dunk contest is back! You know, people are going to be yeah. saying something like that. It's like, that was just two good dunks. Like, who cares? Yeah, you chill know? out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually the three-point shootout is, is usually pretty good skill. I love uh, the three-point shootout. I actually like that better than so dunk good, contest. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. Rui, man, I mean, that's like oh, kind yeah. of my favorite player to watch on that team, though. Uh, not a great yeah, I, shooter, I, I, but I see potential to be a good shooter. He's got like a super clean form. You know, he was only taking like two a game. But, I mean, I, I, I think that could, guy could be uh, – might, might make an all-star game at some point. I, I think he can he, he can make a big jump this year. Go on, but uh, yeah, let's let's hear that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you have you some, we'll see sometimes with young players, they'll just have like a, a great jump for one year to the next. And I, I think uh, you know he he was like the main their main guy in, in the, the biodome, right? Because they didn't have Beal, he wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah. And I know Rui did not play well at all uh, there, so I, that gives him some, extra, you know, some maybe some extra motivation. Not that he really needs it, I guess. It's also uh, harder and, to be the guy when everyone knows you're going to be the guy, and you really don't have much options. And also, he's he, maybe he's not really built to be the guy. Maybe he's built to be the second guy or the third guy, you know, because he, he maybe he's built to just be a great starter on the championship team, something yeah. like that. Uh, you know, like Trevor Ariza type. I don't know. Uh, also, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that the rookie too of Dia. Uh, I think that that's a pretty good situation for him, and yeah. we probably think he's going to be what, like the seventh man or whatever, sixth, seventh guy. Yeah, and and that's the thing that's kind of, that seems like quietly deep. Uh, yeah, I th- think that's this- what I was thinking. Like this team, if a lot goes right for them. They can be like that team that's just like starting off, you know, the season eleven and five. And next thing you know, they're they're hanging in there. They're the fourth or fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Uh, this good guy could uh, pass Omri Caspi as the greatest Israeli ever. <laughs> uh, really high bar, damn. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, right. Um, Omri Caspi had that shootout with Curry. Remember that? Oh man, when was this? It was a Kings Warriors game. It was a Kings Warriors game. They just went back to back to back to back possessions, and they're both just scoring on each other. Basically, they're scoring on each other's team. And he's, you know, like all these foreign players. You know, we, we got to kind of see what, what he looks like. And it's not fair if I'm going to go, you know, oh, he's going to be way better than LaMelo Ball or whatever. But he doesn't have the hype LaMelo Ball did. Uh, but I, I'm at least interested to see what that looks like. When I look at this Wizards team as a whole, I think you got a bunch of guys who can do pretty much everything. The X factor is Thomas Bryant. You have a really good rim protector who can shoot 40% from three. And so um, – I'm interested to see what that pick and roll game, what that pick and pop game looks like with Denny or Westbrook 
Uh, I think Beal's still going to get plenty of opportunity to handle the ball. And, I mean, if he takes a big enough step forward, if, if Beal's like, hey, this is my team now, then who knows? But, we, you know, we talked about the Wizards, the Hornets, and the Magic. One thing I got to say before we move on to the Hawks is any three of these teams, like I'm not super sold on my order. I don't know about you, but I think it's interchangeable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I could e- I can easily see you know a switch between the Magic and the Hornets, or uh, you know the Magic somehow being the third seed and you know maybe a third team in that division, and then the Wizards maybe having some injury trouble or something like that again, which would be a bummer for that for that franchise. Or you know the Hornets surprising a bunch of teams. I, I don't know if I see that as much. Uh, I can see the Hornets maybe being third, you know, like this season in that division. But you know, I, I don't know. Kind of similar Atlanta, teams. So, so now Atlanta. So Atlanta gets very interesting because now we, we yeah. still don't really know, right? Like, it's, it looks like a nice team on paper, but, like, that's team, like, you know, we're still not really sure, I guess. But I, I'm I, I'm pretty high on them this year because I think they're, you know, they, they made good moves to, you know, take that next step to be instead of, like, you know, the 12th seed in the Eastern Conference, like, they can be, like, the, you know, 6th or 7th seed. Yeah, know, I'm so. not going to lie. I think this team looks like a friggin' squad. Like, yeah. I think that the the Hawks are going to be the dark horse in the East. I uh, I don't think that they're going to obviously. You know, they're they're plus four thousand, where the Heat are plus six fifty. I think that's that's okay. But I think that the and that's to come out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, but do not sleep on these guys. It's it, the roster construction. I think is incredible. Um, Bruno Fernando is a decent young center. Onyeka Kangu is a decent young center. He's not super healthy right now. He's going to miss uh, the next two exhibition games, but I don't think that he's going to be out too long. I got to see him against uh, the Colorado Buffaloes uh, covering uh, them against the USC Trojans this year. I think that the guy's going to – he has he has stud potential. And um, the, the comps were Bam Adebayo. So at the at the center position between Akangu, Bruno Fernando, and then uh, Clint Capella, who we really haven't even gotten to see yet for the Hawks, like that's solid. And then you move up to the power forward and John Collins and Danilo Gallinari, who's probably going to come off the bench, or maybe he uh, gets some serious minutes at the small forward as well. Those are two guys who can stretch the four. Uh, I think Collins shot around 40% from three last year. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, I'm, I'm going to pull up his numbers. He had a pretty good season, if I remember right. He really did for the Thunder. Yeah, and so he he shot, uh, let's see. Yeah, he shot 40% from three. He hasn't shot under uh, 40% from three since the 2017-18 season when he shot a 32-4. But on his career, he's a 38% shooter from deep. Uh, the guy's a really good kind of combo forward, if you will, where he's going to be able to uh, move the ball. I mean, you've seen him fit in so beautifully, like everywhere he's been. Anywhere, yeah. He's not always healthy. You know, he had the, the ACL injury in 2013-14, uh, but yeah. he was nice with the line. Knicks. He was a key yeah, part of that line. Carmelo yeah, Anthony he trade. Really, he was great with the Knicks. Uh, and – yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I, I wanted him to go back to Denver. I was really interested to where to see where he would go. He would have been such now a good fit. Go back. Yeah, it's a great fit for for the Nuggets, and you know, or Dallas would have been really good too. That would have been very interesting as well. Yeah. But uh, so when he went to Atlanta, it was kind of shocking to me. It was it was kind of a surprise, and then I'm like, damn, you know, I started thinking like, the Hawks really want to be ready. <laughs> he, he averaged just under 19 points per game last year, 
and yeah. he's your what like third fourth best player like your best player is obviously trey young and then it's probably john collins then what is it gallinari is it capella i'd say gallinari yeah uh, yeah i'd, I'd probably like, say yeah one of those guys of, yeah those are well, four gallinari. really good players yeah yeah and you know they got like guys who are kind of really young and rising like cam reddish and right. deandre hunter you know and they also have uh they got bo, bo- boyan right or it was a bogdan 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 right yeah there's a Boyan bogdan uh, I'll, I'll i'll double check it's, yeah so easy to, yeah it, it's bogdan yeah Bogdan, uh, Bogdan, Bogdan, because he's, he's from the Kings. I, I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. the Kings have Bogdan, Bogdan. We'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> later. But, uh, yeah, uh, that was like that was like a nice pivot, right, from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a perfect fit, right? Yeah, like, yeah you're he just... was going to go to Milwaukee, then he did like the little Euro step to uh, Atlanta. So, I mean, that, when you look at this point. team, like, good Lord, man. Think about the shooting possibilities. Like yeah. Collins is sh- shooting around forty percent, uh, Gallinari shooting around forty percent, Trey Young shooting around forty percent. What did Bogdan shoot last year? I bet probably around forty percent. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, yeah, he sh- he shot thirty seven percent from three. Uh, dang what about, man! Uh, what about twenty? Uh, was it twenty seventeen eighteen when the Kings were like the ninth seed or whatever? You know, uh, this is the last couple seasons. I don't remember that off the top of my head. No. Okay, I thought uh, I thought you saw that his thing pulled up. Uh, anyways. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's what's your question about that? Oh, I was just saying, what was his percentage like that year when the oh, Kings? Oh, that year, twenty eighteen, nineteen. Was it eighteen, nineteen? Yeah, maybe it was. Uh, they they had uh they still had Jaeger then. He he shot uh thirty six. He's been in the league three years. He shot thirty nine, okay. thirty six, and thirty seven. Okay. Okay. Thirty nine. Thirty six. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, he's you know he's. Good passer, good. You know, he he can play guard or, or uh, small forward, and, yeah. and so that makes that makes it where they're going to have a very uh, versatile lineup. And here, here's why they remind me of the Heat from last year. No one's expecting that much from them, but you have like a good center, you have a star, and you just have shooters everywhere. Now, my concern about the Hawks last year and uh, not so much this year because they've done a lot of good things to make this less of a concern was this team's not very good defensively. And Gallinari's never been some defensive juggernaut. Uh, But the additions of Chris Dunn and Rajon Rondo give you the ability to hide Trey Young, much like the Warriors have hidden Steph Curry. Let Trey Young gamble. Let him, you know, go for interceptions and then take some pull-up threes, get that transition game going, and you're going to be able to do more of that gambling when you have a lockdown defender, a high IQ defensive player like Rajon Rondo. And Chris Dunn, who's quietly one of the best on-ball defenders in the league and someone who is in top five all year in steals per game. Yeah, that was another shock to me when I saw Chris Dunn and, and Rondo too. Like, that's a, that's a pretty good – uh, depth at the one and two there. Yeah. And uh, honestly, like Rondo might make Trey young better. Rondo doesn't always yeah. get along with players, but if he can mentor Trey young and help him see the floor, young even players than he already him. does. Yeah. Y- young guys love Rondo. I mean, That's like, true. Saw the Lakers 
Lakers last year, you know, Lakers last year when they missed the playoffs. Uh, it seemed like it's signs pointed to all the young guys loved Rondo. You Even know, on the uh, Bulls, that was the reports that, yeah. you know, it was Butler and Wade that had the issues with Rondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, was, uh, that was like when I realized, you know, Rondo is way more misunderstood than, you know, than really uh, anyone really in the league, right? Or at least at that, at that point. Now he's, you know, now people respect him now. And, you know, he's just getting to that age now. And he, damn, he's going to be like a great coach. I know that for sure. Yeah, as long, as long as he wants to do it, and I hope he does, because honestly, he's, he's been one of my favorite players in my lifetime as a basketball fan. Just like, I love super gritty defenders. Uh, I love watching guys like create for their teammates. And like prime Rondo was just spectacular to watch, uh, especially when you surrounded him uh, with, you know, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Ray Allen and, you know, even guys like Eddie house, he would, he would just get people open. So he was kind of carrying them in the 2012 playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he had that, like one of the most gutsy games I've ever seen. He had like a broken arm and had a career high in points to beat the Lakers or beat the Lakers, uh, the LeBron James heat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, guys, that was great. You know, those, those, those three years or whatever, those three years where it was like Celtics versus LeBron. It was really awesome, you know? Yeah. Best case scenario for the Atlanta Hawks, they get the one seed in the Southeast. Or, or not the one seed, but the, the number one spot. I don't right. think that's going to happen, but I'm not ruling it out either. Yeah. And honestly, again, you know, uh, moving on, I don't want to spend too much time on them because we already know what they're about. You yeah. know, uh, they, are, they are the, you know, the team to watch out for, basically. The team to beat, right? The team to beat that people people say every year. That's a, that's like always some dumb cliche. Every year. The team to beat is the Baltimore Ravens. That was last year, right? Yeah, yeah. This year it is the Miami Heat. They are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference still because you know the East is, is running through them right now. Sneaky and, big loss though, Jay Crowder. Yeah. Yes, that he he was really good for them. I'm kind of surprised the Suns gave him all that money uh, because he's kind of bounced around the last few years, and I'm. Disappointed that he's not going to stay with Jimmy Butler because they were just so good together. They still had that Marquette chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was uh, – I don't know. That one was kind of a, kind of a downer for, for the Heat there uh, because he, he, he was like a perfect fit for that team. And, yeah, like you, know, like you said, playing with Jimmy Butler again, that kind of reunion, that was, that was great to see, really. I mean, you know, unfortunately it didn't bring the, the ratings to the NBA, but, you know, uh, who, who, who cares about ratings? Anyways, um, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on the Heat. Just like one or two sentences, really. Best team still in the East, I think. This is a team to watch out for, basically. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, they, whatever, whatever they did last season, it, it speaks for itself, really. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just say a, a few things. And then uh, let, let's make this a part one, and then we'll, we'll start another one for the uh, uh, Pacific here. But, I mean – Kendrick Nunn, hopefully he can continue to get better. Goran Dragic is staying. That's huge for them. Uh, there was a lot of talk about – a lot of teams wanted to poach him. And then uh, Tyler Hero, is he going to be in the all-star conversation? We'll see. I mean, the guy came alive uh, late last year, and, you know, the, the, the sneer or whatever he did, uh, that, that Tyler Hero face he did, uh, that just went viral. But, I mean, that's like – kind of encapsulates him as a player. Like he's got a stupid amount of swagger. Uh, the dude shot 39% from three last season, uh, got hot as hell in the playoffs. 
Uh, I remember I, I was riding him in daily fantasy uh, because he was just out playing his value consistently. I, I think that this guy has like stupid, stupid potential. Uh, I don't think that the Heat are going to trade for James Harden. And frankly, I'd be disappointed if they did, if that meant that Tyler Hero leaves because it, it's just so special when you have him and uh, I almost said Clay Thompson, but him and Duncan Robinson on the team together. That is a poor man's Splash Brothers. Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal ball pl- uh, uh, yeah. playmaker. And- the team still fits. We know everything we need to do. Uh, yeah. my, my question is, where the hell is – like, who's going to be power forward? Because Myers Leonard kind of, like, got vanqu- – he was on the bench. He was banished to the bench, you know, uh, in some big, meaningful games. And so it's going to slow them down, not having Jay Crowder on the floor. And that's going to be the stronghold if the Atlanta Hawks do make a push and wind up being the number one team in this division. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if that does happen, that's how it happens. Yeah, and the Heat are very, uh, you know, they're a very angry team. They're like, they play angrily, and they, they play with a lot of attitude. They're an attitude yeah. team. Yeah, so, Pat um, Riley you know, team. They, yeah, they're definitely a Pat Riley team. So they, they're hearing all this, you know, all this, Stupid talk about you know it's a fluke and that kind of stuff and they're going to come back and they're going to they're going to try to start the season twenty five and zero that's what they're going to try to do yeah and and you know what I think is bullshit frankly uh, this is the team that came out of the East the Bucks have better odds the Celtics have better odds and the Nets have better odds now I get the Nets and the Bucks there's they're like borderline super teams but the the Heat beat the shit out of the Celtics. And they yeah. just lost one of their best players. It's not like they got, like, so much better. They, it's not like the Celtics got so much better, you know? They both yeah. kind of plateaued in the offseason. The Celtics, the like, maybe like, got marginally more balanced by adding Tristan Thompson, but you lost Gordon Hayward. I mean, yeah. I think it's egregious to say that the Celtics are a better team than the Heat right now. So I, I'm not buying that at all. The Celtics are a plus 550 uh, to come out of the East the Heat are a plus 650. Uh, between the two teams, Jimmy Butler is the best player. Uh, sorry, Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is really good, and maybe that changes this year, but I just don't He's see. Close, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't know, man. People got to, like, what do the Heat have to do? They already went to the championship and played the Lakers pretty damn well. Would so. you say Bam is second best player? Yeah. Uh, like the best second option, I should say. The best second option among those two teams. Right? Bam's a superstar. Bam yeah. ate the Celtics alive. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that block. Oh, that block. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the great plays you'll ever see, and it's a yeah. shame. No fans were there. I think that would have been a Celtics – I think that would have been a Celtics home game. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who knows? what Tears. That would have been crazy. But if it was a Heat home game, that would have been very, very hype on its own as well. Yeah, I mean... One thing I miss about Miami Heat is that, like, you know, they used to do, like, uh, they every playoff game, they'd have a whiteout, right? Yeah, that was cool. That was cool, but I always... They did one year, they did a blackout one year. And I think blackouts just look great on on TV and stuff like that. Uh, Just everyone wearing black in the stands. I think in 2009, 2009 playoffs, when Wade was at his... I'd say his prime, his peak... uh, 
they they had like a blackout. I don't know. They probably would have had that because you know they they had said something like back in black or whatever. That was like their slogan last year in the playoffs. So that would have been cool if they, if they if only there were fans in the arena for yeah. the playoffs. Would have been they would have been you know nice. Yeah, we'll see when that happens. All right, well, uh, let's let's cut this one off, and uh, we'll, we'll come right back for uh, part two of this. Uh, as always, Evan Butris, our guy, check him out, Wax Cowboy. He made our logo. If you're watching the video, uh, here we go. That's some of our Christmas artwork here, getting a first look at that. Uh, more of that to come. I won't do any spoilers, though, but we got plenty of Christmas surprises under the tree this year. And so, uh, anyway, we will be right back with... <laughs> Are those surprises similar to those, uh, you know, those surprises in 2K21 where you can just get like a woman with with no shirt on or whatever, just just boobs just sitting out there? Is it, is it like that? <laughs> oh like yeah, that? we were talking about that. Yeah, there there are boobs in 2K21. Hey, um, I don't know what the deal is. Who who is this game, man? I don't I don't even know. I mean, I, I remember you telling me that I don't own this game, but it's 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 blasphemous to me. I don't know. I, you never really see that in the video game. I guess like that kind of fuck. I mean, it's it's people uh, uploading content, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Just like us. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to upload any boobs. Not today, anyway. But we will upload this episode. We'll be right back. Part two of the Hoops Travis podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, the Pacific. Don't go anywhere. I guess you can because it's a podcast. We'll be right back.